0: Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago is your audio guide through the landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. The Las Vegas Erotic Heritage Museum is right across the street from Trump International Hotel Las Vegas. And the statue of Donald Trump is the first thing you see when you walk into the main gallery.
1: So when you first walk in, you are bombarded by the politics of sexuality, both historically and the complicated relationships that our political leaders have with their own sexuality and how they portray themselves in public and how they behave in private.
0: This is Dr. Victoria Hartman.
1: Hi, my name is Dr. Victoria Hartman. I'm the executive director of the Erotic Heritage Museum in Las Vegas, the largest erotic museum in the world.
0: Dr. Hartman came to the Erotic Heritage Museum as an intern in 2009. And in 2014, she became the director of the museum.
1: The thing that I saw as my mission coming here, not just as an intern, but then later on as a, as a director, uh, was to create a space for people to safely look into, explore, and engage the topic of human sexuality.
0: The statue of Donald Trump is right next to the museum's wall of shame which is a wall of smiling faces, all political, religious, or celebrity personalities connected to sex scandals. The exhibit does not attempt to order the sex scandals in any way. There is no hierarchy of wrongness. As Dr. Hartman says, this is deliberate and different from other museums.
1: Um, The wall of shame in particular is meant to imply the hypocrisy of not only what our leaders tell us in terms of how we should behave sexually and how they legislate and the contrast of their personal lives, but also begs the question, why do we make them do that? The expectation we have of our leaders to behave a certain way sexually influences how honest they are with us. And their ability to be that honest influences how they legislate us. And I I wanted the exhibit to express that contradiction In the years that I've been in the museum industry now, one of the things that I've noticed is museums often tell the viewer what to think. And we didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have that here. Sex is a complicated issue, and what I want to know is how the person is responding to what they're seeing. And if I put the idea in their head of how they should do that, then I'm not getting an authentic representation of their reaction.
0: After the wall of shame, the first floor of the museum opens up to panels of sexual education resources. What is virginity? What is an orgasm? What is asexuality? Etc.
1: Once we got past sort of that shock, then it's, well, what about the educational side? What, what are we learning about sexuality? Okay, sure, we have these political aspects, but what, are, what, what contradicts all these um, stigmas and uh, preconceived notions about sexuality, especially in our political discourse? Do you have sexuality being legislated. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the education actually say? That's the theme of the downstairs is these complicated societal aspects both from facts and from the fiction that uh, is out there in the discourse.
0: The second floor features a large collection of erotic art from all around the world.
1: And so then you go upstairs and that's where we wanted to get more into the art and artifacts and how societies have expressed their sexuality. The the deflowering tools from the Sumerian uh, era and the flesh wall which talks about sexual assault and survivors of sexual assault to things like the peep show and you know what does that mean? What, what, what's a peep show and where did it come from and how did it start and why do people engage in it? And then of course the LGBT gallery off to the end. Yeah.
0: And I see that in the gallery, there's, there's not a lot of consistency right. in, the, in the type, in the display, mm-hmm. in the f- fonts, I mean all the things that museum nerds would, would pick up on. Right. But I see that that fits in with the, the sort of overall this is yeah, no, no. Up, you're, absolutely,
1: you're absolutely right. Um, I wanted the museum to manifest what sexuality is in a physical form. Mm-hmm. Um, and the duality, and not even just a duality, well, I think more than a duality of how we engage the topic. We can have very conflicted feelings about it. And so I wanted the museum in its physicality to represent that. Sex is messy. So we try to keep it in sections, but... That's about as much consistency you're going to see in how we put the museum together. Each one has its own flavor.
0: Some of the other exhibits include a detailed history of legal brothels in Nevada and a section titled A Primer on Respecting Trans and Gender-Diverse People.
1: We have women of color on staff in positions of authority. We have trans people on staff that are in positions of authority. Um, And I have a wide range of age you know, here at the museum. And I think what that allows folks to do is first of all, perhaps engage with people that they might not consider either should be in positions of authority or were capable of it and so forth. And so what impact it has on the museum is it allows us to cover all aspects of sexuality, right? And I don't even think our our staff is diverse enough, but it's a starting point. to bring different perspectives in because as a, as a privileged white person, I might not have a viewpoint on a, a, a woman of color's experience with sexuality because I'm not one and I don't want that to go un, unnoticed or unspoken to. Um, same with you know the trans folks that I have on staff too. They're, they've had experiences that others haven't, so it, it colors the exhibits. and. Brings topics to the table that might not other that would go unnoticed, not out of malice, but just because it's not in in our frame of reference. So having a diverse staff helps towards creating that wide range of sexual topics that we're trying to address here.
0: Like many places, the range of public reactions to the erotic heritage museum reflects the word museum itself, and not necessarily the content.
1: What surprises me is people's pre- when they come here, their preconceived notions about what they're going to see, and there's there seem to be two different reactions. The first one is, well, you're a sex museum, and it should be way more sleazy, and it's way too academic, and there's too much to read, and wh- what's wrong with you people? And then and then the 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 opposite reaction is, well, wait a minute, um, this is supposed to be. Uh, you know, a museum and you're supposed to have just art here and talking about art and you guys have education and you have like this porn here and you don't know what you're doing. And so I got to go. And then other people just walk in, see Trump and run out.
0: It all comes back to what visitors imagine when they think of a museum. This has been Museum Archipelago. We hope you enjoyed your visit. For more information or to submit feedback, go to museumarchipelago.com or museum underscore go on Twitter. Next time, bring a friend.